This podcast is presented by Rabbi Parrots Munchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. From prayer and core meditative exploration, we go to dinner. As we set up our table, we should have candles on the table. These candles, for the Friday night and for the Shabbat, as well as for the holiday, we say these blessings, Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech olam, asher kiddishanu, b'mitzvosav v'tzivanu, lahadlik ner shel Shabbat v'shel yom hazikaron. Then we make a second blessing, Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech olam, shehechiyanu, v'kiyamanu, v'higiyanu, lizman hazeh. These two blessings represent our ability to not only bring light and peace, but to recognize that all of creation is there for nurturing. All of creation is there to bring light and warmth to the world around us. And the second blessing was about bringing newness and seeing the rejuvenation and newness within each and every moment that comes our way. Time is not just an expression of elapsed moments and a measurement tool. Time is also creation itself the ability to create newness and new energy. After the candles are lit, we can now do the Shalom Aleichem. We can sit and think about the energy that comes from us and emanates to the world around us. From there, fill up your cup with wine or grape juice, and we do the Kiddush. Kiddush is all about creating space for a holy experience. Dinner is not just, we're hungry, so it's good to eat. Dinner is an opportunity to infuse spirituality into your consumption. It is an opportunity to create something holy. Holy means elevated and aligned with something beyond. Try to find beautiful food that is kosher and connected to your past, but also represents your values. Go this week to a farmer's market. Find something interesting to you. Find a new fruit. Find something that you've never eaten before, a vegetable, a fruit that you've never eaten, something unique that you could bring to your table from the local farmer's market. I do this every year so I can make the blessing Shehechianu. Shehechianu means the ability to bring newness and rejuvenation within everything that happens. Get a pomegranate. Eat its seeds at the table, something filled with tons of antioxidants that brings vitality and nutrients to yourself. The theme of the Rosh Hashanah dinner is newness, freshness, as it relates to the body and consumption, and infusing it with this delicious product. So one of the uh, traditions is to not have spicy food on Rosh Hashanah, but to have sweet food with honey and dates, etc. The main ritual of the evening is to dip apple in the honey. When we dip the apple in the honey... We say, may it be your will, Lord our God, that we should merit to have a happy and sweet new year. Now, the reason we dip an apple in honey is because an apple represents something very beautiful. All fruits and vegetables have peels. They have shells on the outer side. And the shell is there to protect what is in on the inside. The mystics use the term shell to explain all difficulty in the world. Difficulty means that something is there, for, but it isn't the intention. The intention is something else. 
For example, the fruits, it's the inside that you want. The outside is something you discard. And discarding the shell is actually good for it. It goes back into nature and back into growth. But what happens when the inside is powerful enough to permeate the outside that even the shell becomes totally edible? This is that beautiful thing called the apple, where the outside and the inside are blended as one. The mystics use the apple as a metaphor to talk about having an inside full of goodness so strong that it permeates the outside that even the shells, even the negativity around us doesn't need to be discarded and abandoned, but could be transformed into something good. Honey as well is a unique product. It is made by a bee, a non-kosher insect, but it produces a kosher nectar that is literally from the gods. Honey is one-fourth of the future Garden of Eden. It literally can heal. Its properties are unbelievable, let alone its deep taste and flavor and properties are have so many benefits to our life. So we think about this, and we think about putting an apple in honey, where we take honey, something that comes from something with a sting and difficulty, and yet, if you see beyond it, you realize that all of the bees stinging is to protect the most important part of its feature, which is to pollinate the world around us. We also have difficulties in our life, but deep within us is this honey, is this apple, is this nectar, is this ability to bring out this good to such a level that it permeates the outside and makes the world better around us. Hence, it's such an important ritual of the Rosh Hashanah meal. And we, to do this metaphor, we dip our challah in honey. We eat foods that, without spices because we want to focus on the idea that the sweetness is what's within us and it needs to permeate the world around us and make it from darkness to light. I would like to finish off this evening's service and this evening's dinner with a story. There was once a man named Reb Yaakov. Yaakov deeply desired to meet Elijah the prophet, not just at the Passover Seder, but in live flesh. He wanted that experience of meeting the eternal energy of this great prophet that will announce one day the redemption of our people. So he traveled to his master, the Baal Shem Tov, and he said, Master, how can I meet Elijah? I looked in the tradition and it said, if you fast 40 days and 40 nights and you only have pure thoughts and you spend your time in meditation and growth, you will merit to meet Elijah. And I did just that. I spent 40 days and 40 nights cleansing myself, making myself the best version of myself and creating a vessel for everything that I can to meet Elijah. And 40 days and 40 nights later, he does not show up. What else can I do? What is wrong with me that I can't merit this incredible revelation? The master of the Baal Shem Tov says, I'll tell you what. At the edge of town, there is a woman who recently lost her husband, and she has children, her in-laws live by her, and she is struggling to really live her life. Why don't you go there, celebrate Rosh Hashanah with them, fill up your wagon filled with all types of delicacies and food, and celebrate an incredible holiday with them, then surely you will merit to meet Elijah. So, Reb Yaakov feels great about this. He fills up his wagon with all the best food in town, and he travels his way to this woman's house. When he comes there, he finds a home in desperate condition, children in tattered clothes, a house without food, and people struggling desperately. He knocks on the door and he says, Hello, I'd like to spend Rosh Hashanah with you. The woman replies, that's wonderful, we haven't had guests in a long time, but I recently lost my husband, and with that our income, 
So unfortunately, I don't have anything to serve you. He said, well, don't worry about it. I got everything here. And he unloads his wagon filled with all these incredible bounty. And they have the most incredible Rosh Hashanah together with the children and the in-laws. What an incredible time. After Rosh Hashanah, he travels back to his master, Baal Shem Tov, And he says, all right, I did what you asked of me. How do I now meet Elijah the prophet? He said, well, I'll ask you to go back for Yom Kippur. You know it's coming up at the end of 10 days from Rosh Hashanah. Why don't you go back and bring food for pre-fast to that family? He said, sure enough. But listen, Reb Yaakov, before you walk into the house, stand there, observe what the family is going through, and then come back and report what you heard. Reb Yaakov travels back with his wagon full of food, finds the home. As he walks up to the house, he can hear a conversation happening on the inside. The children are saying, Mama, we are hungry. We have no food. What are we going to do? How are we going to fast and celebrate this Yom Kippur? And the mama says, Remember I told you Elijah the prophet was going to come and bring us food for Rosh Hashanah? Yes. Well, did he not show up? I'm sure he will come again. Rabbi Yaakov, of course, deeply understood now what his master, the great Baal Shem Tov, was trying to show him. It is not revelation and getting everything we want that we are needed for in this world. But we have a little bit of mystic Baal Shem Tov, a little bit of mystic Elijah the prophet within us that we must find and share with the world around us. And you can go even deeper. The only way we can find what we're looking for is by making ourselves a conduit to share and give. It is true right now, the state of the world, a lot of us are celebrating alone, and a lot of us are wondering, what are we here for? Well, it's time to dig deep within and recognize that we are here to contribute by way of good deeds, by way of food and gifts, by way of good thoughts, by way of any way to extrovertly give something to the world around us. When you begin giving, you unleash the power of prophecy, future, and mysticism that is lying within you and just ready to spiritually affect the world and then physically transform it. I hope you learn to see Rosh Hashanah as an opportunity to transform dinners every Friday night and holiday as an opportunity to create spirituality to your consumption, create depth to each and every moment that you have, Begin by setting the intention with the candles. Begin by drawing blessings and drawing in the gratitude and love that you have in your life. And then think about the transformation that you can have just with eating and purchasing food. Think about the newness shehechiano that you can do with each and every act in your life. And may you be blessed with a happy and sweet new year. place I go to when no one knows me it's not the